ask to ask people to prepare content for every single scenario. It's just not that way. And I think that's what I mean by common sense. People, when you go to attend a comedy show, you need to go in there with the mindset of knowing that something in this that he says to you may not be for you. Just like if you go to a restaurant and they put something on a plate, maybe you eat three fourths of what's on that plate, but maybe they had tomatoes on it and you didn't like it. So you move it off to the side and just move on with your life. All right, so today's episode is uh, Darren Jenkins. He's a uh, comedian, writer, producer, uh, and uh, he's uh, going to be, I guess, the host of a new podcast called The Endangered Comedy Podcast. We'll be speaking about cancel culture today, among other things, I'm sure. As we always get into it, we'll probably throw a little COVID in there, (laughs) a little vaccine in there. A little new world order. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully he has a good time and uh, hope that it's a uh, hope that it's a good show. So just waiting for uh, Michael to pop on here. Next two minutes, two minute warning, two minute countdown. What to talk about? Let's see. Football. I was able to catch the uh, Bills-Chiefs game, and I don't know if anybody out there is a football fan, but if you just want to watch the last four minutes of that entire game, and four minutes from the fourth quarter, it lasts way longer than that. I don't want to give anything away, but it was just exhilarating. Let me just say this. I think they scored the most I think that the score was like it ended up being I, I don't want to give it away but uh it it uh they scored 25 points combined in less than two minutes something like that crazy so if that tells you something and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the future of the NFL as Tom Brady exits That'd be a good question to ask uh, Tom Brady. Is he going to come back for one more year? Will he do one more year? How old was Brett Favre when, uh, whenever he was finished? He was, I mean, uh, you don't want it to go that bad, but uh, I remember watching Brett Favre in the last, you know, bit of the season in his last season, and it just, you know, he looked old, you know. So, um I don't know, but Brady is just a, he's got like the fountain of youth somehow. So I don't know. We will see. Here comes Darren. I think it's Darren. I'm going to call him Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins, how are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I'm actually a little too loud. I got to turn down some of my audio here for a second. All 
fine. No worries. You're good. I think mine is okay. I figured out a way to just keep it on the same thing once I had it set. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just re um I'm kind of rebuilding my studio right now, so okay. I'm re uh reacquainting some of the pieces of the puzzle, so awesome. So does a new studio have to do with the new podcast? Is that uh, kind of how it's going hand in hand? Um, you would think so, but no, I actually just uh, just got some new stuff that I was trying to, some new equipment that I wanted to put in place. Um, just, you know, um, new camera. Well, what New camera, all right. New new camera, new mixer, new um, what else did I get? Something else, I forget. Um, Merry Christmas. Oh, new micro, new, new microphone. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Ooh. Yeah, I you know when I first started the podcast, I thought I needed a lot of stuff. It turns out you just need you don't need very much <laughs> to yeah, do a podcast. Don't. Yeah, you don't. You know, we're not going like, Alex Jones here, you know? <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. Have you seen his uh, his uh, show yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Cool. Or Joe Rogan or anything like that. But yeah, you can pretty much do it uh, out of anywhere now. Yeah. With the technology. So you're up in uh, Newark, New Jersey, yeah? Oh, no. I've been in Newark in, in many, many, many a decade. Um, oh, so you haven't been you haven't been in New York in a while, but it's, uh, I don't know where I found that information. That you well, were, I'm a, that you I'm originally, originally from Newark, but I, I mean I've lived in New York and and many other places since then. So I've okay. been in Newark since high school at least. Oh, okay, that that area changed. I, I dated a girl up there yeah. uh, for a little while, and uh, that whole area, Newark, and the uh, right where the train runs. All that yeah. area was being, uh, I don't know if this is the, I, I never understood the girl I was dating told me that this place is getting gentrified. And I was like, what, what is that word? You know, and it's basically taking old housing and the people that are there and basically putting up new housing that's more expensive. Right. So that everybody kind of has to move out. And I didn't know if that was like, I didn't know how that was socially, if that, that word is uh, appropriate. You know, for gentrification. Newark, for Newark, yeah. Uh, so a, a quick small story about that is that actually my father worked for the city of Newark for many years and was planning all of what you see in Newark, downtown Newark back when I was probably like 10 years old. It was all laid out in the, in the plan. It took many years for them to kind of enact it with, you know, various other um, power players in, in the play, including um, the Prudential Insurance Company, which has a large stake in the downtown area, and um, the college, Rutgers and Essex, uh, Essex County College, that's there. So it's all been coming. I've seen it. I saw it like many decades ago, but mm -hmm. gentrification is a good way. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's not, you know, it, that's a dirty word. 
in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what I was uh, The meaning behind it is like taking people that are poor and right. making it too expensive for them to live there so that they have to leave, you know, basically, right. Right. right? So I didn't know if that word was, I don't want to throw around the word racist, but I didn't know, you know, if it was dis- discriminatory against people that aren't as privileged, I guess. I would, I would, you know, I would and, say it yeah, depends exactly. on where, where, where you're like, like it really just depends on like the use of the word and where you're using it, I guess, too. So there's that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I guess it kind of goes in with the whole endangered comedy podcast, the whole cancel culture. It's it's very difficult to tippy toe around certain subjects, you know, even in the news, even in uh, uh, I guess uh, probably you could probably add it to music. You could. Yep. uh you know, it's just uh, the message that you're sending out there now has to be all inclusive. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. And I think you probably would agree. Mm. Uh, so I agree with a caveat, right? Because so, you know, let's say that comedians, um, actors, radio show hosts, podcasters which really hasn't been a big player in that yet but it's coming because we just the because the, the industry's growing and more people are starting to know more about us um but like all these different public figures are kind of like tip, you know, they're they're under the, the spotlight right now um through social social media kind of changed the game across the board for everything like so many things for better or worse. And, you know, let's, I, I'm taking it from the standpoint, like, look, there are certain things that are wrong to say. They are. I mean, let's just, just put it that way. Regardless of whether it's racial or sexual or political or religious, there's just common sense tells us, should tell us this is kind of like not appropriate. Right. Yeah, but but, but in the but in the sorry to interject, but in the sense of common sense, a lot of these things are not common sense anymore. Like meaning, like uh, certain things that should be uh, one way. Now that you say them, they're the other way. So the, so it is not making sense. It's very confusing. Meaning, all inclusive means everybody's confused and no and there's no boundaries there's no order to it thus creating a confusion thus making everything you say uh, uh right i don't i don't want to say this confusing you know but basically well, well let's take let's take a movie that was created back in the what uh, early 70s blazing saddles Perfect example of like, so I grew up watching Mel Brooks. His comedy is straight genius. But that movie, as it is currently constituted, would not be made today. Just wouldn't. Now, not saying it's it's like my, my take of it. It's funny. Like to me, funny is funny is funny funny is funny is funny that's the way it is for for comedians like we don't we don't we, you can't it's almost like if you were a, a, a football player wide receiver right and you decided 
to pick and choose which catches you made. Oh, I'm not going to catch this one because it, it might be too dangerous for me across the middle. But I'm just going to catch this one right here. Well, I'm just going to you can't you can't as a comedian, you can't play that game. You either are in it or you're not. It's just the way, they, the way it is. But I think that the, you know, people have, like, maybe common sense is not the word I would use, like the right word. Yeah, it's maybe not the, the right, right word. word. It's not the right is, word because it's too, it's too divisive. It, it doesn't break, you know, you need to either have left or right. It, you need to have truth or false. You need to have that structure. And what has mm. been happening is there's been a mixing of everything. So it's all convoluted and nobody knows what to say or what's right to say. Well, so like, here's the thing, right? When you're up on stage and you're, you're, you're doing a set and you, you, you know, like, like this fast move backwards, you're, you're preparing for your set, you're trying out new jokes, different venues, and you're trying new material when you get on the talk shows and radio shows and those kinds of things, right? Um, you get a feel for what's going to work, what's not going to work, regardless of whether it's politically correct or not, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, with a, sometimes with a joke, like, and here's where, to your point, where it gets dicey, is that not every audience is going to get it. Not every audience is going to get it. And, and I think that's, the, that's where I'm talking about common sense, is that people need to understand that guess what? you're not the only one in the room. You're not the only one sitting there listening to this joke. And yes, maybe this particular joke doesn't ride right with you because me as a comedian, I don't know what you've been through. No. I don't know that you, you, you have a autistic son. I don't know that you have an uncle who survived world war two and was in the Nazi camps. I don't know any of this stuff. So I can't, you, it's an unreasonable ask to ask people to prepare content for every single scenario. It's yeah. just not that way. And I think that's what I mean by common sense. People, when you go to attend a comedy show, you need to go in there with the mindset of knowing that something in this that he says to you may not be for you. Just like if you go to a restaurant and they put something on a plate, maybe you eat three fourths of what's on that plate but maybe they had tomatoes on it and you didn't like it. So you move it off to the side and just move on with your life. Yeah. I mean, you, you said a lot there. I was going to interject in the middle <laughs> there and try to throw in a little joke about common sense, but I didn't get to, I didn't get to do it at what I was, the joke was going to be, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it make what you're saying makes sense, but it's right. not necessarily common. Meaning, oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? It's it, it, what you're saying makes sense, but it's right. not necessarily common. So yeah. common sense, it's like, all right, who's who's smart enough to understand this stuff, or who's in the common of the sense? Right. That's that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the question. Right that's the perfect answer. That's a perfect question. Which who's smart enough to to get it? And I think. You have no you know, idea. You take COVID tests, but you don't take an IQ test before you come into a comedy show. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's, it, they should, right? Um, you should absolutely have an intelligence test first. 
It would like, make sense, but that's why fans come to the comedy shows. And, and uh, well, this is a question I didn't even have, but I just thought about. But what what do you think? You think people get offended at comedy shows when they are going to a, somebody's comedy show where they don't even know who they are? Because people wouldn't be offended if they knew the type of comedy, the type of, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? The type of material, material yeah, right. that they're trying to, you know, you're used to that material, so you go to that comedy show. You don't go to somebody's comedy show, you don't know the material, now you might be offended. Is that what normally happens with hecklers? Um, I'll give you an example of this. This is, this is real, re real fresh in people's minds, probably. So there were people who went to the Dave Chappelle's last concert, last constant, right? Now, Dave Chappelle was fairly, probably the most famous comedian on earth at this very moment, right? Mm -hmm. How is it you don't know what his material is? It was on Comedy Central for four years. He's done multiple um, stand-up shows on Netflix. He's been everywhere. His his clips are all all of all over TikTok and, and well, social media. So I don't know if it's that. Are you asking know. or are you gonna tell me? Because I, I can I have the answer because they have not seen any of his material. Now you might say, know. how do people not see Dave Chappelle? Well, there are people out there, believe it or not, that don't watch TV, that don't listen to comedy. Maybe they get invited by, you know, somebody that, and it's their first time there. Like, even though Dave Chappelle has a huge reach, nobody has the entire reach of the entire globe. So you're going to offend people that don't understand because they, you know, you, you probably have people in, I don't, I, I don't want to mischaracterize, but you have people in... Timbuktu, let's just call it that, somewhere mm -hmm. that they don't have TVs and they don't know what even comedy is. That still happens today. So if you if you play it back little by little, you know, like That's... if you go that far and then you play it back little by little, you can sort of understand, you know, people just are don't know. That's certainly possible. However, um, a young lady who actually wrote Dave Chappelle telling him that she she went to his show loved loves his stuff went to the show because she loves his You're work talking about the transgender girl the one that no, the the, hot topic well, is all about there's been multiple so I don't know this is this could well, be the one that, that the one that committed suicide the one no no I know I, yeah no I'm not talking this happened not this last show but the the one in the middle and um, okay so i haven't been following too much i i know the one big dave Chappelle controversy and i did have that uh question lined up but oh, I, well, I i don't you want me to ask it sure well but you already you already kind of answered it but like the uh the question was going to be like what are your thoughts on dave Chappelle uh -huh. and the hate he gets from liberals about the lgbtq plus community which we're already into Right, right. where he makes fun, but he loves that community. That that's right. what people don't understand. He actually right. is endeared to that community, and the story that he told about, or the joke that he told, which it, with Dave Chappelle is a story and a joke together. Right, right. right. Uh, so the the joke and the story that he told about his friend 
it was his friend. Right. It was his friend that committed suicide that was in the LGBT community. And that's what the LGBT plus community is now for him. Now, they either didn't watch the the show at all or right. just caught a snippet of it or they didn't watch any of it and just are listening to the news media. It's or, one or, of those three. Well, because if they listen one. to the oh, what's the fourth one? There's a fourth one. And the fourth one goes back to what you said originally, which is they weren't smart enough to understand the joke. Because the way Dev, Dave, Joe, uh, Dave Chappelle tells jokes, he doesn't tell jokes. He tells stories. He's one of the, that's why he got the, the um, Mark Twain Award recently for being one of the greatest storytellers of our, our generation. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is that it's to your point, it's not that they don't, they don't understand this. Like some people go to a show and they're joke, they're comedians who just stand up there and they tell jokes. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just watched one online today where on uh, dry bar comedy, where the guy was just kind of telling like, he was, he was almost like a da Rodney Dangerfield type style. Right. Yeah. That's funny. I love that shit. It's great. But not every comedian's, format and style is the same and so when you go to a com comedy show you might if, like to your point if you're not used to, or don't know what this person is doing you get to this person's show especially at dave's kind of show because he tells like these long-winded tales and he does he does something that a lot of like sitcoms do where he will tell a story he'll tell you a, a story at the beginning of the show and he will weave a thread through all the jokes of his set to the end where he gives you the point, which is what he did with this, uh, this young lady who unfortunately, you know, committed suicide. He, he, he wove this joke in a way that if you don't understand it, or if you didn't have the patience to kind of follow through on the entire show, you're not going to get it. And you're only yeah. going to take part of the joke away from it, which is, you know, a shame. Well, he hits, he, t he, he tells you he's going to hit you with a punchline. Right. And, and, and he's going to, he tells you, he tells you straight up, he's going to hit you with a punchline. You're not going to expect it. And it's, and it's something that happened at the very beginning. Uh, there was one, did you see the sticks and stones? Yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. Where he ties it all in, and at the at the very last joke was, and I kicked her in the pussy, yeah. right? And it was, <laughs> and it just killed because it tied it that whole story. Right. And that story was told like two hours ago, right? You know what I mean? So the audience was not expecting it, but Dave told him, he said, "I'm going, I'm, I'm going to it. tie it all in together," and, you know, and and they and they still laughed. You know, and that that's the genius of Dave Chappelle. And this yeah. th this will lead into to th to this question. Although although I will say this, you said there was a statement you said, and I'm curious about this. What your thoughts are? You uh, said you're you're supposed to push the envelope. You're supposed to. That's what comedy is. Comedy is comedy is comedy is comedy. You said that, right? Right. Right. All right. Comedian Ari Shafir. You know who this guy is? Yep. All right, he made a terrible joke uh, at a terrible time 
about Kobe Bryant when he died. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My question to you is, can comedians push the envelope too far? Or is comedy meant to be constantly... It, is comedy meant to constantly push the envelope? Um, in that specific scenario, taking that specific scenario into your answer. And you can parse it out if you need to, like, because that was, I thought it was horrible, but I'll, right. I'm, I'm asking you. So there's two parts to this question, or three parts probably. Um, you know, historically, going, you can go back through history and in some of the most important moments in life, in history, there's a comedian or a comic artist or, you know, somebody who's of the comic nature who um, we've always kind of been counted on to kind of reveal the truths about our society and cut through comedy, you know, various ways, each comedian approaches a different way, but we've always kind of maintained this stature of as truth sayers per se in a certain sense. Um, with that being said, is it possible for us to go too far? Absolutely. I, I, look, the one thing I will say about politically correctness is not, I, I think there's got to be a medium, right? I think there's got to be a place where we land, where people, look, comedians don't necessarily have to be overly careful about what they have to say. But, and, and, you know, my whole thing about being smarter, being, being more intelligent about um, having some common sense about it does go both ways. Like, I feel like there's a certain thing where, you know, like, there's, a, there's telling a joke you know is going to offend and telling a joke that you don't know is going to offend. And then what he did, he's got, come on, let's, I mean, it's Kobe Bryant. Seriously? He didn't know. He didn't know. He had that. If you, well, I'm not defending. I'm not defending Ari in this. Oh no, I know. I, because I, at, at that moment, I was like, I can't. Because I saw him on Joe Rogan, and I know him, and I, I have comedian friends that I went to high school with. Uh, that like sizzled me. I, it made me angry, and I was like, this is the first time that I would have like, if I went to a comedy show. I would have heckled and I, I would have been one, I would have been a Karen in that particular moment because right. I was Karen about Kobe Bryant because he was an amazing father. Not only that, but his kids died at the same time. So like, come on, right. like, right. come on. I mean, you know, comedy too far. And that's, that's the one moment I can put, I can point to, to be like, that was too far Right. for me, for me. Right. I'm not saying, you know, and I think for you too, but as we're having this conversation about can comedy be too far, blah, 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 you know, like, all right, you want to push the envelope, but you don't want to poke a hole in it so that water spills in and now you're sunken envelope. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you know, it's the, so, you know, when 9-11, right? 9-11 is a perfect example. Yeah. How, how many years was it before anybody, regardless of whether it was, whether it was a comedian or filmmakers, how, how many years did it go by before anyone touched that subject whatsoever? 
You well, know Pete I mean? Davidson was touching it right away. His dad yeah. died in that uh, in that well, a tragedy. And, but that's a, I think that's a. And he was young. He was still a kid then. But he touches it now. Uh, I remember back then. Uh, sorry, now you're asking me the questions. It's supposed to be <laughs> yeah, the other man. way around. It's okay. It's uh, a conversation. No, it's a conversation. There we go. Uh, yeah, I remember whenever the the trade centers got hit that there was a unification of the entire country. You right. had, everybody had American flags riding around with American flags. Everybody felt a unity. Right. So any joke about that would have been like, we're going to take you and uh, to Guantanamo Bay. I don't know what we do with you, but you're not included in our America, right? right. There was a period of time. Uh, and then I do remember... A late night, I think it was Jimmy Fallon still on late night. Somebody made a, a joke and it was met with, is it too early? Are right. we allowed to laugh about this yet? And it was a mixed, you know, so you could kind of sense like people were kind of calming down because there were people that laughed and there were people still upset about it. So, right, right. And that's what you're talking about is you, you have to read the, the room. But how do you, you read, read an entire room. country whenever you're making jokes about, you know, such serious things? It's well, that's difficult. that's that's what um, that's why comics go on the road and do these these small gigs. Yeah. That's that that's what it's for. I mean, they're they're test up they're test labs for trying to decide whether it's too soon or not soon enough or, you know, and. Yeah. And most times those are small shows full of your like most loyal fans. So they're not going to like, if it's wrong, they're going to go, okay, that's wrong. We, we still with you, but it's wrong. And you go, oh, okay. and then you, and then, you know, oh, rewrite that. Who wrote that for me? I don't know who wrote that for me. You know, because some people, some of these comedians, they don't write their own stuff. You know what I mean? Right. right. But they approve it. And so you, they can't escape the wrath just because someone else was writing it. That's so, true. So are you a stand-up comedian yourself, sir? I, I used to be. I was. I started out in, in college as a stand-up comedian and then yeah. moved into uh, sketch and improv. Okay. So you went to... So uh, Bill Burr, which is one of my favorite comedians, uh, started in colleges as well. I think a lot of people started in colleges, but now everybody's mm -hmm. getting away from colleges. Right, because it's too woke um, for comedy. I think, you know, probably the bigger com comedians don't mind so much going there. They'll pick and choose what what schools for sure. Because well, they're not going to the democratic states, right? Well, they're, they're going. Gonna, they're, go they're they're probably going to like like I saw a um who was it? I can't remember. It might have been. Oh, I can't remember who it was, but they were at um, Harvard. And I'm like, okay, that makes kind of sense. It's to, it, again, goes back to our, your, our, both our points here. Sure. They went to a, they, they, they go, they're going to the place where people are smart enough to understand, guess what? This is just a joke. Sure. And, and if you look at a lot of these shows um, on Netflix and like the first five or eight minutes of the, the show is the comedians they're almost preparing the audience 
for what's about to happen to them by, you know, saying like, telling them about like a, a story where they got heckled at a club or something they said that got them in trouble. So they're very aware about who's in front of them now, like the, the audience. And, you know, Dave was doing this before anybody else, but now they're, they're taking people's phones away from them when they go on the shows. So, well, um, Dave, Dave does that, right? He takes, yeah. Dave takes the show, the phones away. He uh, was first one to start doing that and people started following suit. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think so know? too. I think so too, because like this is intimate met for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And by the way, you don't want to get caught out Kramer style. Remember that guy? Remember <laughs> oh, Kramer? God. Oh my yeah. gosh. That was yeah. a two minute clip where he was just going bananas. And I was like, somebody give him, he's <laughs> off his meds. <laughs> yeah, he must like, be off his meds, or he's the most racist guy that uh, you know in comedy. Because how can you be racist in comedy? You're you're hanging around with all these different type hmm. people, traveling around all these different type places. How can you be racist in comedy? You can't. Yeah, that must that must be an extremely hard thing. If if there if there are any racists in comedy it must be very hard for them to do an everyday uh, thing. Yeah, and comedians are going to call you out if you are racist on a yeah. regular. So you must have to really be hiding that. Like, it yeah. must have just exploded. You know, he must have been holding that way deep down. I yeah. I, I wish we could I, show the, the I clip. wish, yeah, I wish, I wish, I, I wish I, I wish I had been in a room when that happened because... Yeah, that that just um, you don't. I mean, see I can't that imagine. Well. That's that's a that's a like I can't like nobody laughing at my jokes hmm. sounds like the worst thing in the world, right? It's tough. but somebody hating you because yeah. of what you said that is so negative is ten times worse than that. So I can't yeah. even imagine how he felt after that. You know. Well, it's funny because I don't know if you ever, if you watched um, Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Seinfeld. Yeah, I have watched that show, yeah. Uh, and he's on that show. And that he's on the show. This it took place after, uh, much after. Um, actually, Apo- Apo- he was still apologizing, right? Yeah, in it that- wasn't that far after. But yeah, he was still apologizing yeah. on this show. And, and Seinfeld was kind of like, okay, like I'm letting you back into our good graces being like a good christian you know like right. you know you know we're not going to persecute you but like admit that you did wrong and yeah a, well, go ahead. A, that's I mean it's probably because jerry is is known to be like one of like the nicest dudes you know what i mean so he probably felt like you know he wanted to give this guy a chance to publicly get in front of more people and, and, you know, cause like, that, like that was the point. only way he was getting back in comedy is if Jerry right. let him back in. Right. That was the and only like, way he was getting back in comedy is if Jerry said, okay, you're back in. It you couldn't know? have been easy for him, you know? So no, not at all. Not at all. I would not, I would not have wanted to been him in social in, during the social media situation. Cause that's, <sighs> yeah. I wish, you know, I wish I had a, so is that one of the things that you're doing when you're upgrading your podcast thing is, are you able to set up, um, like a, a video thing so that you can show like a clip of like what exactly we're talking about? Because I think for the audience, that, that element of being able to show a clip of what you're talking about 
or even play a clip, like if, it, if people are just listening, even play a clip, you know, is that part of your upgrade process yeah, that you're doing over there? Th there'll be some of that. There'll be some of that. Some some of it we'll do live and some of it we'll do in post, um, depending on what the clip is. Because obviously, if once you start getting into um, clips, you also start getting into like um, rights to play those clips. Oh, so there's copyrights and all that. Right, right. Even if you so, pull them off of YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, so we, you know, I, I'm, I don't ever want to like step on anybody's toes and stuff. So, um, I got you. where we can get the rights and, or get the permission, we'll get the permission and do that. And if not, then, you know, we won't, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do it live and I'll show and we'll be able to react to it and do it in audio. Like, yeah. Later. Or at least paraphrase it, you know, right. Good enough that it was studied. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, let's go back then all the way back. So yep. uh, the podcast that you're starting out is the Endangered Comedy Podcast, and yep. that's not started yet. When is the launch for that? Actually, first episode will go up on February 1st. We're, we're in the uh, we're actually doing the recording shows currently. Um, I've got probably nine shows um that i'm going to be doing between now and next wednesday i think All so right. it'll any, be busy any teasers on who's uh, going to be the first one on the show or or do no. you care about teasing it <laughs> you could just tell you could just tell me <laughs> we have a few people um we i can't say who yet because um how we we kind of film them we kind of do them all and then we kind of will start figuring out which ones we want to premiere when and who we want to group together and I is see. there any theme um but we do i do have two pretty well-known comedians who will be on the show and we're trying to wrangle somebody who i think will be um people will love to hear about hear from at some point so well, the, the podcast is basically, it's Endangered Comedy Podcast, which by yeah. the definition of what I would imagine is basically like, are comedians endangered because of cancel culture, right? Is that kind yeah. of what you're, is that kind of the idea? I came up with it um, because, yeah, we're an endangered species, basically. We're, you know, we're, we're comedy is, the com comedy as com comedians have been known for um are under attack a lot of way a lot of times some rightfully so to you know our you know our, you know our party fear. fear yeah and um some but most for no reason for like reasons that are like are you are you crazy what like do you not understand how what well, we we, we touched on that, right? Because it's the level of common sense. It's the level right. of, uh, you know, that makes sense for you, but it might not be common. And I, 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 I like that, actually, to be honest with you, to explain all that away. Because, look, if somebody gets angry at something, it's because they're ignorant. Why are they ignorant? Because they don't understand. Why don't they understand? Because they don't have the information that you have. Right. Now, should they be faulted because you have the information and they don't? You tell me, you know. I What I would say to that is 
you're right. Every, you know, there are people who, who are misinformed or not informed at all, right? Not informed but, at all is where I'm kind of going for. You know, if you have two sides of information and you decide to listen to this one, okay, now you're informed, but now you decided that one. If you don't have any information, then how can you be faulted? You know what I mean? And then, well, and sorry. You can be because... So if you don't, so when you get a, let's say you buy yourself a new laptop and for some reason you can't figure out how to turn on the computer, you're looking, can't find the button. So do you just throw it out? No, you look <laughs> in the box, you get the guide, you read, and then you, you become informed and you can use it. So I think comedy is the same way, right? Like I think instead of, taking this stance where, oh, this is terrible. I don't want to hear about it no more. Or this guy is a horrible person. Why not get informed? But, and, and maybe this is what the podcast is partial. Oh, that, 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 that does, I like that. I like that. So the computer is basically saying, or throwing out the computer is basically saying, all right, they either keep your mouth shut or say something you know what i mean like the computer is the i'm well, trying like, to uh, put together the analogy well it's like anything else right it, you have you you know everything comes with a level of education right you got to you have to learn how to walk you have to learn how to eat you have to so if you if you were a baby and decided oh this is too difficult i'm just not gonna, never going to walk again i'm just never not going to walk how how is that going to go? How is that going to work out for you? It's not going to work out too well. My thing is, if you don't understand something, then get educated about it. That's it. It's really that simple. I think that's the best way to progress through life, regardless of whether it's comedy or, you know, I don't know, NFTs. So, you know, if you don't know, learn, then you'll know. And then you can make whatever argument. So you could learn all you learn and still go i still think this dude is a terrible comedian that's cool because and at that point you're educated about it and you're arguing from an educated standpoint i i i love that and i believe that there's many references to that specific point mm. in the bible by the way i don't know if right read the Bible or if familiar oh, yeah. with the Bible or whatnot, but there's, uh, it's basically like, uh, who are you to judge somebody else when you yourself is, you know, not perfect, basically. Right. But there's many of them, you know, but basically the gist is, you know, how, how are you going to judge anybody else when you yourself, you right. know, have not uh, been been judged and i'm and i'm butchering that and i wish i didn't because i i follow the bible very much uh but it's it's basically the same thing you know like right. how do you call this person saying this wrong when you don't have all the information right, you know? right. like uh right. it's just uh so you know I, my whole not my whole goal but my goal is to kind of bring people together because right. i understand that everybody comes from a different walk of life and uh and we're just every day just being divided little by little 
with all these different things and uh, hmm. I don't know where I, I wasn't going with the question there. I was just making a statement and I well, just, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with the fact that we're all like, I mean, it should just be pretty, we all want to love each other. We all want right. to create good stuff. We all want everybody to be, have things. Well, I don't understand why the mix up, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a, if you can answer that, if you, if you find the answer to that, then someone should give you the Nobel prize because, well, yeah, because, you know, cause that's, that's basically like, that's life. I mean, that's, you know, like to me, music, art, sports, and comedy are the four things where I think when you come together around one of those things, like one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see is when you walk into a comedy, like a room where a comedian's doing some comedy, he's killing, he's putting up jokes and people laugh and the room is cracking up. The whole room is just like crying. To me, that is a beautiful moment. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it means all of these people came together under this one roof to create this beautiful moment and share an experience of something that's funny. And that's why I think it's important for us to kind of make sure we can continue to laugh the way we are meant to laugh without always overthinking that moment. Yeah, and one of the most important things about comedy, I believe, is the fact that you're making fun of yourself. You're not right. you're not making fun of anybody else. You see the comedy that's within you. It happened in your life. It is a funny thing that happened in your life and that was crazy. So that's what makes it funny. Whenever you start to like Ari Shafir did, whenever right. you start to outwardly throw the comedy, then it doesn't work. It's an inward comedy rotation. It rotates right. in. It comes from within. It doesn't rotate out. That's not comedy. That's hate. Right. Ro comedy rotates in from the outside all the way within. Hate rotates out. And that's right. just, you know, and that's the beautiful thing that all the greatest comedians have done. And Dave Chappelle, I'm going to say you're going to name him as your number one comedian of today. Probably. Um, yeah. I think okay. so. I th like to your point. I mean, com comedy is should be inclusive, not exclusive. Well, because it's the funniest times that I've ever laughed, or when somebody's been making fun of me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I do do that. That is funny. Right. <laughs> that is a funny thing that I do." And it's just funny to make fun of yourself. Like, make fun right. of yourself first, then. Well, make fun of other, you don't have to make fun of anybody else. All you have to do is just make fun of yourself. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, comedian, like some of the funniest things you've ever heard are funny because they're making fun of themselves and you can kind of see yourself in what they're doing yes. and right. identify. And you're like, oh, that, you know, that's true. That happened to me. That happened to me, yeah. you know, or that's me. That's me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you that's know. what, and that's what gives it that blanket of security to where you're not being ousted and laughed at and being 
having right. pointed fingers at you where you're being comforted and blanketed, you know, with this joke. Hey, that right. was funny, but come here, I love you, you know? Right. Hey, that was funny, but come here, I love you. You know, like that is what the essence of what Dave Chappelle does. And it's, and, and, you know, there's been comedy, com there have been com comedians through time that have, like Rodney Dangerfield made a career of making himself look like a fool. You know what I mean? He was always talking about how bad, you know, how his wife didn't like him and his wife is going to divorce him. And, and it, did anyone think, oh my God, I think he's in trouble. He's no, it's a joke. We get it. He's just being, he's just exaggerating things that have happened in his life. It's hilarious. You know, yeah, you know. And, it and it happens to all of us and we should all just be able to take a step back and, and perhaps laugh. look at it and laugh. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's go here. Go. Oh. Top three comedians of all time. Oh, that's hard. Come on. You can um, do it. Three. Three of all time. We can go up to five if you need to. No, I'll stick to three. Um, in my, in, for, for my money, um, Dave Chappelle is one of those guys. Um, probably, for me, Bernie Mac. I, I absolutely adored yeah. Bernie Mac. Yeah, he, he knew how to throw it. He knew how to throw it. Yes, he did. And, um, and Eddie Murphy. I mean, I think he's... I, I would I would slot Steve Martin in there ahead of him, but Eddie I, I kind of choose because he was kind of like the Michael Jordan of comedy, you know, mm -hmm. where yeah. he he changed like he changed how comedy was. He really mm -hmm. changed it a you know, they got young, like he was what's 19, 18 years old when he got mm -hmm. out there. I mean that's unheard of. I mean, the dude was mm -hmm. crushing it on Saturday Night Live when he was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's insane. Putting up $50 million movies. So, yeah. Uh, where, those two where, guys. where are you putting Pryor in there for? Pryor is so... <laughs> well, that's why, that's why top three is so hard. That's why I was going to give you that extra two if you needed well, it. Well, so... And this is on the this is this is not appropriate, but it's appropriate. I grew up watching, listening, like a lot of kids playing Bill Cosby records. And okay, if anybody is a cancel culture person and he de deservedly needs it, um, it's him. So mm. I had to I had to shove him down the steps and out the door. So Richard Pryor would be next, and then probably oh, no Steve Martin and Richard Pryor for me. Okay. So, why Steve they, why Steve Martin? I'm just Steve Martin was I never watched too much of him. That's why I'm asking. Well Steve, what was his thing? And I saw a lot of his movies, but I didn't see a lot of his stand-up. So if you ever seen him on Saturday Night Live, a lot of the characters he did on there were some character were characters he did in stand-up. He would always do different characters. He brought in his banjo. He would he 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 was very like diversified as far as what kind of comedy he would do each time he got up there. Okay. So you didn't know what you were going to get. You never knew what you were going to get. And he was like the king of just exaggeration. He was a very, he was almost like a physical comic 
you know, those guys like throw themselves down steps and like, like Jerry uh, Lewis or, was the, a, or Farley, Chris Farley, Chris Farley. Yeah. He's, but his physicality was his face. His face was this thing kind of similar to uh, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I, now I need to go back and see some Steve because uh, I love his movies, especially that one Roxanne where he has the oh, yeah. Pinocchio yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So top three of all time. Top three comedians of today, and we've already know what number one is is Dave Chappelle. But uh, yeah, I guess like I uh, who are the yeah. next two of today? Today, um, bringing in the best. Or, or, or putting out the greatest comedy out there. So one person, I actually, I'm ashamed that I'm just learning about this person, but I've recently been addicted to watching um, some of the stuff on Netflix, and that's Catherine Ryan. She is really? absolutely um, filthy. She's a, I mean, like her, she's. I don't know. She she's like a woman, a man in a, a woman's body. Her comedy is so um, edgy, and she's 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 brilliant. She's and she does it all with like this deadpan face that makes it even funnier. Um, so she's one of my favorites now. So is and she then, the? So I didn't even have this, but is she? So is she the best woman comedian of all time? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> because no, all time. Oh, okay, no, okay. No, no, no. Well, who is all time? Give me one best, best female um, comedian of all time is way back. Mom's Mabley, she's the she's she's top boom, just dropped the mic off the okay. like she's you know, and um, and of today. Like, Today? Today, well, obviously, Catherine Ryan, you just said it. Yeah, I mean, if I, she would, her and Natasha Leggero would probably be one in 1A for me. Um, there, there is one woman who, uh, she's a she's a black comedian. I forget her name. She's not, been on the Joe Rogan Experience two times. Not Wanda Sykes. No, not Wanda. Um She's uh, a, a little heavier set. Oh. She always she makes fun. She talks about her childhood and how she got molested as a child, and makes jokes about that. And she just, I um, she's just so raw and it's so good. Oh man, what is her name? Who would it be? Um, not Sherry Shepherd. No, not Sherry Shepherd. Uh, Miss Pat. Boom. Miss uh, Pat. You ever heard Miss Pat? Yeah. 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 She's good. Yeah. She, well, you know, to, to each his own, it's comedy subjective. So some people find some comedy funnier than other comedy. For, but for me, Miss Pat has me belly laughing whenever I listen to her. Similar to, I'm sure, you know, Catherine Ryan. And, uh, no, she's dope. She's absolutely dope. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have to listen to Catherine Ryan. I don't, I, I've never even heard of her. See? See? Catherine Ryan's big, huge, but I hadn't even heard of her, right? Yeah, she's, um, she's, she's, 
she's killing it right now. Um, I think she's about to blow up, actually, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, um, you know who also is um, kind of good, who's actually funny, who I don't get to see do stand-up much, but you see her on Senate Live? Leslie Jones. She's actually pretty good, too. Okay. Yeah, the women kind of take it. I mean, it's kind of like the WNBA a little bit with, you know, with comedy like it for some reason men just have the i don't know the monopoly or the hierarchy of it you know for the most part right i'm i'll ask i'll uh i have a i have a um female comedian coming on the show so i'll have i'll be yeah that'll be interesting uh show hot topic like why do most people gravitate towards male comedians you know like why or why is it that female comedians is it because they are more compassionate and men are willing to take more risks like that's a huge topic that would be a huge that you could make so many sub layers of questions uh, about that you know because the brain mentality from a female and the brain mentality of a male you know what i mean well Uh, that'd be a great that'd be a great question great show that would be uh, that I feel so one of the things we're going to do on the show is we're uh, we're actually going to do a clubhouse room where we invite a panel of comedians to come on and we'll we'll talk about it. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll bring on like four or five female comedians and we'll we'll discuss the state of being a woman as a female comedian. And that might be an interesting conversation to your point. Yeah, I think you could do great things with that thing. I love comedy. Like, I love, I spent the worst days of my life or the the troubling times of my life, I would just watch comedy. Um, And, Mm. uh, you know, just to get through it and just to put a little laughter in in, in my life, even though things were going rough. So a lot of these comedians that you're talking about, like, I, uh, Except for the females. Sorry. Sorry, females. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't pop up in my YouTube channel page, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, searches. So the, uh, here's a question that I had for you that I think yep. is interesting. When when did cancel culture start? Or who was the first major celebrity who got canceled? To where, um, because I know as you're thinking i'm going to say this because i know that the first major uh news coverage person that got canceled from the internet was alex jones alex jones oh, and and yeah. alex jones got canceled from the internet and and uh and then since more people have been canceled from the internet based on you know their positions on the vaccines or their positions on this positions on that um so i wanted to go back and see like when did cancel culture start do you remember who the first one was or who the first few were Mm, that's a good question um i don't know i mean you know cancel culture probably started creeping in you know, not long after social media kind of started to take off. So I would say that's what, 2006, maybe, Um, probably. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, it is a good question. Hold hold on to that question for your podcast and ask it whenever you, you can have that question because I'd be interested to find no, no, to be honest with you, because that was a legit question because I couldn't figure it out either. Because I wanted to be like, oh, this is the first one that got canceled. And I can't go back and think, but now it seems like it's a repetitive thing. Like it's happening all the time. Oh, this person says something bad, canceled. This person says something bad, canceled. It it wasn't like that before. I'm just wondering who the first canceled was. Who was the cancel father? Wow, uh, that's a good one. And um, and you know, people have been canceled. Like the thing is, is that people have been canceled. Like maybe the term is like sometimes a little. I don't know. Some, like a not, slap on the hand. They're not canceled, well, but like a little, like a little timeout. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, <laughs> the opposite. Ridiculous. Because some people are canceled because they should have been. Like Kevin Spacey's canceled because he should have been canceled, right? Sure. Um, Weinstein, Jeffrey uh, Weinstein's canceled because he was should have been canceled. Uh, sure. Epst, you know, so you know. But why uh, isn't the Taliban canceled? There we go. you are canceled man (laughs) you are canceled okay we are so tired of your antics um but but i I know you're joking but like they're legitimately not canceled (laughs) like they can still post on twitter alex jones cannot an american patriot I'm going to go out on a limb and say anybody who can chop off someone's head, probably I'm not going to cancel. We'll just give them a <laughs> earn warning or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that makes you sense. Know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think that would well, be... Well, hold on to it. If you can't answer it, then I don't want you to answer it without you know the knowledge of it. But like, hold on to that question and ask it in your future podcast. I did want to say this though, like, or I did want to ask you this because you said cancel culture, and this goes right into your podcast, by the way, you said cancel culture uh, started with social media, right? Mm -hmm. Or it it was like it, it, all that came right around the same time. So my question to you is the bigger you get, as a uh, uh, podcaster or, it, it, you know, the bigger you get and as long and if you don't go with the narrative that is obviously there's a narrative, right, with social media companies because they're aligned with big pharma, they're aligned with government and things like that. That's why they're allowed. That's why they're allowed to grow so big. Facebook wouldn't be allowed to grow so big if they didn't make a deal, handshake deal with the government. They just wouldn't be able to. So any company like that is the biggest ones in the world, Microsoft, Twitter, YouTube, uh, which is part of Google, Google, all those companies shook hands with the government and said, please let us get real big and get a lot of money. Mm. So my question is, do you believe that the bigger you get, the more government regulation you have over your chain? Even though you feel like you have a freedom to say what you want to say, the bigger you get, or or 
and let me add a, another layer to that one. If you get big enough, what is the threshold to where now, now you get banned? Because, well, I'll throw some numbers at you. Joe Rogan what is now 11 million views per episode. Per episode. 11 million views. The next highest show is Tucker Carlson at 3.9 million, almost 4 million. Yep. And then it and then it goes down from there, right? So he's got like a like oh like almost eight times higher than the next. So it's like it's like a transgender woman swimming against women. You see what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> you see that analogy? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Is that a bad joke? I shouldn't have said that, right? <laughs> Probably, I'll get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. That's it. They can pull the plug. No. Um. So my question is, uh, the bigger you get, the more you get banned. So even though it seems like we have free speech and free media, if we get too big, the government is going to delete our shows. And what are your thoughts about that? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, first of all, I don't even think about it because... Um, so on Spotify, there are 3.4 million podcasts just, just on Spotify. We're not even talking about Apple music. So that's a lot of shows. And so if they're paying attention to me, uh, on that level, then they have nothing better to do with their time. First of all. Um, but if they do, I hope they like and subscribe. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're not. But that. But that's what I'm saying. They're not going to cancel you, but they're going to cancel Rogan. Or let me ask you that. Well, let, that maybe this is a better question. Rogan is now so big. Do you think he will be censored, canceled, smeared? No, he said he's. He said things on his show that uh, when was it? I think it was earlier this year, or last year, or late last year, where he was on the show, basically putting out um, um, stuff on uh, like stuff that was totally incorrect about COVID. And what? what was it? I forget. I don't remember what it was. I think it was something that had to do with the vaccine or something. I, I remember being a big hubbub, but. Nobody can't here's so he you know podcasts are like the originate the original form of podcast was pirate radio originally mm -hmm. and yeah. pirate radio you know was around supposedly to be the voice of the people and you know give the unheard a voice that kind of a thing now it's podcasts and people corporations are are um, monetizing it now um if i get to a point where you know i've got 22 million listeners crosses um mm -hmm. 22 million listeners and i think what it does change like the difference between you playing basketball with your friends on a half court in the park somewhere and you picking up a ball and making it into the NBA and playing on that court are miles apart. Like you can't do the same move. Like Kyrie Irving is a great ball handler. There are things he can do on the court on the in on, on a playground that he can't do in the NBA 
because the rules are different. And I think the same thing applies for podcasts once you get to a certain threshold, right? Yeah, so you're not allowed to do the same moves when you get to the NBA because there there are are restrictions, right? right. Which is bull. Do you agree with that or do you disagree with that? Well, I I neither agree or disagree because it's what you signed up for, right? Like, I'm one of these people, like, when people, like, complain about like celebrities um having too much or too an ex i'm like and in or celebrities who complain about fans asking them for autographs or asking them for pictures or you know whatever seinfeld says something real someone asked him one time does he have a problem like he lives in new york does he have a problem being out in public and he said no why should i He's like, they're like, well, people want to take pictures. He's like, yeah, so what? I'm like, I signed up for that. I'm, the, I'm a celebrity. That's my job. Like, who's going to be a celebrity in the closet? You can't be a celebrity undercover. He's like, plus, if you just make yourself accessible to people, they, will, they won't act like idiots all the time because they won't feel like they're just one time they're going to see you. So I think the same thing applies to a podcast or a podcaster who starts to become more famous is that um, you're signed, you sign up for that fame. No, you I have agree. To sign up for everything that comes with it, the good or the bad, unfortunately. Well, I agree with you, but that, that, the, my question was, and maybe I didn't ask it right. The question was the bigger you get, the more, censored you become let's just say you are 20 let's just say you are far beyond joe rogan right 15 million viewers per show right right now all of a sudden you have a topic that you believe in but you're not uh that you believe in but it's not going with the narratives that they're now that show is you're not allowed to show that show right your thoughts on that do you believe your thoughts and identity or do, are you just going to chase that money and take take that money and then just keep on keeping on with that money? You well, know, I that's an interesting question because you could just take that money and then and then be good a good Samaritan some other way. So you could look at it that way. But mm-hmm. in in a moral stand ground like where you're standing up for your belief. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because the big, yeah. the bigger people get, the more they get censored. If that's been know. proven over and over. Well, okay. Well, you're getting give me. censored. So it, it, again, I'm not so trying to argue. Get, you go. You 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 signed up for it, right? The reason why you're getting censored, you're not getting so a podcast like a podcaster. So Spotify, like if you're on Spotify, Spotify is not going to censor you. I'm going to tell you that straight out. Not yet. They're never going to do it, and the reason you why. Sure. Yeah. So never say never. There's a saying because, that says never say never. Because it doesn't bo- it doesn't make them any money. Like they're 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 for they want you to do shows, not less shows, more shows. Because the more shows you do, the more shows that more money they make. So for Who? them, well, let me ask. Let me ask you this. You know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm such a jerk. Go for when it. I, all right. You said that 
follow the money, something right. like that, right? Who makes money? Who makes the money? In what way? Like, so the, uh, who makes the money? Like, if you were just printing out bills and wanted to throw them out everywhere, who makes that money? The government. Right. So, if the government wanted to buy Spotify, you don't think they could? Um, why would they? they because first of all, so they that they can control the narrative, so that they could just buy out everything well, a, that they do. Why would there are why laws do you think in place that's, for? There are laws in place. Are, are, well, who makes the laws? Yeah, but <laughs> who, who makes votes the for, laws? But uh, so uh, has has that ever happened? No, because this is the first time in history that we're uh, 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 getting there now. This no, is the first time. We were time. back here. We were there in the 1960s. No, so there was no internet then. There was no podcasting. We're not but talking there was still about news, that. But there was still newspaper. And there was still uh, radio. That was, and that there was, was child's uh, play for the government at that point. Because all they had to do, the, the, the government controlled the newspapers and the government controlled the radio. Two things. Radio and the news. Now they got to control all these other podcasters and all this stuff on the internet. They're not. First of all, the government's not going to buy Spotify. That's not. How do you know that? Because I work for Spotify. You um, work for Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> and so, pretty sure they're not buying Spotify. Okay. But if and they wanted not, to, do, but if they wanted to, do you think that they could? Let me ask you that. Well, I, look, not saying yeah. that they want to, but if they wanted well, to, do you think that they could? Well. I'll put it to you like this. The one company on earth that they were going to buy would be Facebook. They have not bought Facebook yet. It's already been bought. It's already government owned. It's already been bought. Yeah, it Facebook is. is not owned yeah. by the government. Well, well then why are they censoring uh, or why are they spewing out a narrative? Why does Facebook delete people's accounts for misinformation? Why because, do they do that? Because why does it misinformation? What because, mis misinformation about what? I, mean, I that I can't tell you. I don't. I don't know what. Like, I haven't seen who they're censoring all the time. But Doctor Robert I, Malone, Doctor Peter he? McCullough. Who is right? That? Right. You don't know them, right? These, uh, those are two dudes who were giving out false information about the COVID vaccine. There you go. See, that's the narrative you got. But you, but did you do any research on it? Let me ask you. Let me, I, look, I'm your friend. I'm your friend, yeah. and this conversation has been wonderful. And I don't want to go divided or anything. I want with every with every next question that goes on. I want you to know I'm your friend, and yeah. I yeah. only want to. I only want to have these conversations so that there's transparency. You want transparency, right? You don't want any lies. Transparency? Sure. Transparency. Yeah, not transparency. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough are two of the doctors that uh, are being censored mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID misinformation. And I only do the air quotes because that's the narrative that 
the government is pushing because the government is pushing all these vaccines on us. Now, uh, do you want to, I mean, do you want to take vaccines for the rest of your life, like over and over and over again? How, can I ask, how, how old are you? I'm 44. 44. Yesterday. Oh, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Um, so when you were five, six years old, did you or did you not get polio shots, measles, all of those shots? Before you go to school, they usually will, you have a series of vaccines that you have to take, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I had so, to take them when I was five years old. So, but, I, but as a five-year-old, should I have been given those shots? As a five-year-old, did I get a chance to act, to say, uh, no, I refuse those shots? Well, but why did, act in your in your in your way? So I, I don't that, know what you're. You know. Your, did the parents have a choice to take those they, vaccines? Are you sure about every, that? Everyone has a choice. If the, if the child needs to go to school, he had to take the vaccine. How is that a okay. choice? That's not but, a choice. But if, he, if that's not a choice, that's an ultimatum. You see the difference? It's, it's not, not a choice. An ultimatum. It's an ultimatum. So you you so want you your child rather, to go to school? No, I'm not. Go ahead. So you would. So have have you been harmed by those vaccines at all? Do you know? Have you had any side effects from any of those things? Have you contracted measles or polio? Have you gotten any of the diseases that you got shocked for? No. Get so, to get to the end of the railroad because I know you well, got an. I, I know you got a question coming at the end of that. Well, obviously. My, my, it's not more of a. It's more of a point than a question. Is that? Go. As human beings, so do you get the flu shot? No, I never got the flu shot. Never. But okay. But what? What? Am my, I spreading the flu because I no, got? I didn't my, get the flu my shot. My point being is that a lot of people who have said that they don't want to get the vaccine, and again, your choice. You. But again, I also always say the same thing. You have a choice to make. Whatever your choice is, you have, you have the right to make that choice, but you also have to live with the consequences of those choices. You can't what, just assume... What is the consequence of the me consequence, not taking the vaccine? If you took the vaccine, getting you're sick, protected. Killing people. You're you, killing, you could kill people. But if you took the vaccine, you're protected. How am I killing you if you took the vaccine? I'm not talking about me. <laughs> but aren't you... <laughs> Who am I around? killing? Am I killing other else? unvaccinated? Isn't that what yes. vaccinated people want anyway? How yeah, am I killing unvaccinated people? I'm killing unvaccinated people you, because I didn't get the vaccine. If you don't have the vaccine, if you didn't get the vaccine, which means it increases your chances of getting the virus, which means it also increases your chances of giving it to someone else who hasn't been vaccinated. It's pretty common sense. It's, I mean, it's, it's just not, like, it's like a cold. It makes like sense, but it's not common. <laughs> I think I think COVID's common right now. No. Right? I mean, it's everywhere. All right. And, let, you know. let me look, and I know we're not going to get anywhere because I've had this conversation before many, many times. But let me say this one more thing. Sure. And I'll leave you with it well no i don't want to leave you with this because i i 
I appreciate, and I know that the uh, getting the vaccine, not getting the vaccine is a heated topic and a lot of people, I've, I've had people get mad at me very bad because of that. And I don't want it's, you to be mad at me I, and I, I apologize. I, I put like, I let you know, I have a, I have no problem with having uh, in conversations with anyone about any subject. Awesome. I don't get offended by anything because I'm a comedian. We, we, we deal with way worse in our own personal lives. So we don't have, you know, you know we, we have pretty thick awesome. Skin. All right. Awesome. Well, let me go Dave Chappelle and a little bit Ari on this sure. one. The same people that worked on the virus and the gain of function research at the Wuhan lab are Fauci, Bill Gates, the NIH, and the WHO, and the CDC. Okay, all right? Those same people that worked on gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, all those people, right, are the same people that are giving you the vaccine or pushing the vaccines on you. So let me ask this. The same people that created the virus and leaked it out across the world are the same people that are giving you the cure. Okay, that doesn't raise one flag here or there or anywhere. So I'll say these two things. First, I'm ne neither one of us are experts of any remote medical facility whatsoever. I'm not a doctor, so I can't comment on anything that just as far as who was in there, who this, who that. I don't know. I, I can't comment on that because I'm not a medical professional. And like my earlier point, I don't want to create misinformation simply because I want to defend a position. The second part about that I will say is, is that, um, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, like whether you think someone purposely created this as a weapon, whether you think this is something naturally born, I don't know. There are a lot of different um, theories that are floating around. I'm not concerned with those. What I'm concerned with is what is the best possible solution towards making sure that everyone can, the people, people can survive this. Huh. And I've taken both. I've taken my shots. I've taken my boosters. I've never gotten COVID yet. And that's all I can, I can only go by what I know. And those, those are the absolutes that I know of. Well, I, stuff, I, I, I don't know. Sure. And, and, and I haven't taken any of them and I haven't gotten COVID yet. So, so here's the, here is my question. Well, I already asked it, but I asked you again, as you made that reference, the same people that okay, why are you shaking your head? Hmm? You don't. No, you don't, I'm listening. You don't want the question. No, you I don't, don't have to ask it. I don't have to ask it. It's okay. 
the same people no, that are I... the same people that created their all right dr fauci and bill gates and the nih and the and the who and the cdc all have been working on coronaviruses for some years i don't know if you know this they've yeah. been working on them for years many many years on right? sars yes yeah, so so this one is SARS COVID two. Yeah. So this is the next one, right? They've all been working on them. Now it all of a sudden leaks out. I don't care if it leaked out of a bat coming from China in a tree or if it leaked out of a bat coming from a lab. They mm. were all working on this, and they are the same people that are. Look at how much money they are making, Fauci, the NIH, uh, all these organizations, how much money they are making from these vaccines. And you don't think that what they gave us is the same. They gave us, this is how stupid they think we are. And to be honest with you, I'm looking around and thinking, yeah, we are that stupid. They gave us the same. <laughs> they uh, gave us the disease and they are giving us the cure. The same people, the same people gave us the disease are giving us the cure. Like I don't, I, I can scream it from the rooftops and I have like a thousand times. I don't mean to raise my voice or anything like that, but, but I'm just like perplexed. How do you not see that as a conflict of interest? How does not anybody see that as a conflict of interest? And I and I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna defend your same thing, and but I will let you have your word. I'm not gonna defend anything because I wasn't there. Okay, so I'm not. There's no. There's no me trying to defend anything. One. But why do you trust what they're telling you if it's if the if the disease that they gave us. So is is the and the cure is coming from the same organizations. Have you studied where the disease came from and where the organizations that created the vaccines come from? Same people. Same people that gave us the disease, mm. same people that created the vaccines. How how do you trust that? I mean, come on. So I mean so you're saying that so so you're you're saying that there's so COVID is real for you, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. So if COVID is real and there's a cure, why wouldn't you take it? Even because if the saying, same on. people. That even if you, even if you're, you're saying, if they're the ones who've been working on it, wouldn't it make logical sense that they would also be the ones who would know how to cure it? Yes. I mean, Okay, yeah. so then if if one if if a plus b equals c, then c should be true, which means that why wouldn't you take the virus the, the vaccine? See, that's my that's my whole thing. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand where the confusion comes uh because I'm not confused, but no I'm no just curious. Well, I'm well, well, the confusion comes from either you're confused or I'm confused. One of us is confused. So there I'm is just confusion. Why. 
I, right. I'm, I, trying I'm to... just asking what, like, why wouldn't, if you know where, if you know that they have the cure, why wouldn't you take it? That's because the disease came from the same place. They gave us this pandemic nope. and now nope. they're giving us the cure. How do you right. trust that? Because how do you trust that? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. Let's just say, uh, let's just say it was an oopsie and oh, it came out of the lab. Whoops. Sorry. Uh, here's the vaccine real quick. Yeah. You trust that? <laughs> well, let's put it, I this, mean, put come it like on. this. If, they if it was if it was one person taking the vaccine, that'd be one thing. But you've have millions of people who've already taken it. Yeah, because they were scared to death that this vac that this virus was going to kill everybody. But the vaccine worked. But the no, so, but the COVID death rate is minimal. COVID death, COVID death rate is minimal. More yeah. than four hundred thousand people have died. How many? Here alone. How many? Just here alone. Almost 400,000 people. Well, you're wrong on those numbers. So now I know you don't study the data. It's 800,000. It's actually more I'm, than what you said. It's well, actually more than what you said. It's okay, double what you said. Great. It's double so, what you said. Which means me, which makes Which means that you were right. misinformed. You don't no. even know the data. You said 400,000. You okay, could have said all, uh, two billion. First of you all, you didn't know the data. First what I'm all, trying to tell you is they're trying to fear monger you. Let me explain. Let me let me explain one thing, and then that's going to be it for me. Please. One, I'm not a doctor. Two, I am not a journalist. I'm a podcaster, and I don't sit around trying to do data on on this. What I read, I read, and I read. Okay, what I do know is three things, three absolutes that no matter who, whether it's someone who believes in the vaccine, someone who has a conspiracy theory, or someone who doesn't give a rat's ass, is absolute. One, the, vi the vaccine has worked. No one, no one argues that, but no one seems to feel I'm like arguing that. I'm arguing that, and there are many others that are arguing that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're not how listening. You argue, how can you I'm, argue something that? I'm already, how can you argue something I where you see the already, results? But you're not I, listening. You don't see the thing is is you're not. You, I try to say something and then you don't. You don't take it as like. You don't take it for right. any worth. You don't think that what I say show has me, any worth. Show me. I wish that I could show you. No. I wish. Remember. Uh, you, go ahead. you. You can't. If I can't want, what if, if you want to get people to listen to you, if you want people to understand what you're trying to say, there are three things you could do as a recommendation. One, stop yelling at people because it does speaking louder doesn't make it more true. You were speaking two, to me too, by the two, way. Because because you're yelling and I'm trying to get my word in. <laughs> Second thing is I will say is document something. Where, where are the documents? And third thing. Well, I wasn't prepared sorry, to have but, documents for this particular well, podcast. Here's the thing. If you're going to come to me and ask me why I don't believe you, and you have all this supposed evidence, shouldn't you at least present it to me so I have a time to prepare myself instead of ambushing me on a, on a, on a podcast? Oh, no. This is not an ambush. And to be it's honest totally with you... It's totally an ambush, dude. It's not it's an, totally ambush. an ambush. Because... Uh -huh. I, 
This has not okay. got anything to do with cult can cancel culture. You're right. Okay. All right. Perhaps you're right. And I'm if sorry. If you wanted to talk COVID, then that's what we should have. You should have said, hey, we're yeah, going to talk about, about COVID. That. Yeah, you're because right about that. You're yeah, prepared the... with all these numbers and all no. this shit. And no, I, I'm not, I don't have numbers. There. I don't have numbers. I just, I have what I had in my head from like previous things. You're right. I'm sorry. I did not mean to offend you. You're right. Look, hey, if you want to have the COVID conversation, we can have that. I don't think I'm you not, want to. I'm not going to have it for the simple reason. And this gets back to my original point about cancel culture is, is I am not an expert on that. I am not yeah, an expert on COVID. Yeah, Therefore, my trying to give some, like the one thing I'm not going to do, as much as I believe people should take the, the, the vaccine, mm -hmm. I am not out there trying to push it on anybody. I am yeah. not out there trying to sell people on it. You make your own mind. And I don't disrespect anybody's choice. If you decide yeah. not to take it, like you said, you didn't take it, fine. That's your choice. Just as long as you're ready to go with whatever consequences that come along with, just sure. like I took the took the vaccine and I'm prepared for whatever accident, whatever come comes of that. Who knows? I look, I have medical issues that if I had taken it, I had a, I was taking my taking my life in my hands by taking this vaccine, my choice. And mm -hmm. if I had died, my choice. And I'm it. not gonna. I, I will. Yeah. I live with and that. and the same should be on the other side, correct? Exactly. And it and does. I and I agree with you. And I'm sorry. I did not mean to ambush you. And I, I did. And I, you're right. You you're one thousand percent correct. I did not mean to turn this into that. And I will I will delete all of that. Uh, that will not be aired or part of the conversation. But between me and you, because we I. I have love for you. Like I had like you I felt like that me and you connected in a good level and 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 then we disagreed in in this level, you know, in this particular level, but uh look, it's cool. I get it. I mean, I understand it's a subject that's passionate for a lot of people. Sure. And I'm sure it's obviously it's something that you are passionate about at least and that's fine. Well, I just don't want everybody to die. But and that's, you've got to let people make their own decisions, though. And yes, know. you can share with them that information. But if they don't agree with you, you go, okay, that's cool. You you don't agree with me. At some point, at the, at the end of the day, everybody's got to make their own choices. You're right. Yeah. And, right, and just... for better, for worse. I mean, yeah, sure. there are a lot of people who chose to not take it. A lot of people chose to take it. What happens to them on that after that? Guess what? Guess what? It's in God's hands. It is in God's hands. And that's the perfect way to end this. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate you having me on the show. I, you know, it was a good, good conversation. And I like, I like, I like heated debates, to be honest with you. Like I have no problem with going heated and then coming right back and being friends because to be honest with you, like, how are you going to have a serious, you know, back and forth with somebody? I just met you. And then, you know, and I hope, and I hope you like talking about like this whole, you know, comedy, uh, you know, cancel culture and this and that, how are you going to have a, a debate or a back and forth without being able to come back and and be okay with each other at the end, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know? 
but the but the the key is is that the conversations on one subject that that one topic yeah i agree with you yeah you're right i didn't i did not mean to ambush you you're right i did i guess you're right i did that was an ambush uh but i did not mean to ambush you that was an inadvertent ambush and i and i'm sorry about that and uh i will i will delete that off the part unless you want to keep it in i thought it was a riveting conversation (laughs) I, I, leave I always leave that to the podcast or whatever their choice is. I, I, it won't affect me either way. So if you decide to keep it, you keep it. You don't, you don't. It's up to you. Well, you're awesome. And uh, no, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I don't know what I want to do. To be honest with you, I just want to do your will at this point. You know, like whatever you want, like whatever you want, I will add it out and whatever you don't want. Oh, uh, how about this? This goes back to your question about uh, me getting canceled on Spotify. (laughs) So that's why I said this should be your choice because you should never, the guests should never dictate what gets put on that podcast. I believe that. If that's what you firmly believe, then we should leave it as is. If that's what you firmly believe about your podcast, then we should leave it as is. But you know, it, but I don't. Here's here's the one thing I don't want this to be a one off for us. I want us somewhere down the road. Hopefully, we meet again and we share our ideas again because we had some really good forward thinking about comedy and uh, cancel culture and then guess what got in the way the vaccine <laughs> mandate thing and that's where we disagreed but we didn't disagree in an, on anything else just on that and you see how divisive that issue is and that's that was my point it's like that and I don't want to go back to it necessarily, but my point was that issue is so divisive that it even transcends comedy, you know? Mm. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, it is the, the topic of the, of the last, I would say this is the, one of those greatest topics of the last 10 years. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, I, you look, hey, uh, I is your heart rate okay? Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Good. Hey, uh, let's finish this off with uh, with some cool because uh, I know you, I know you yep. know sports and this and that. But yep. Football. Yeah. What about what's what? What you what you got? Did you watch the Mahomes Josh Allen showdown? At the last, at oh my goodness, what, what actually, was that? The greatest quarterback play you've seen from two quarterbacks playing against each other in your life? I actually so um, Buffalo scores. I think it was thirty-two or thirty, whatever it was. They went ahead with thirteen <clears throat> seconds, and I was like, "All right, well, click. That's gone. That's over with." And so. I'm sitting here editing some podcasts and I was like, all right, let me go with the ESPN and see what the score was. And I look at the score and Kansas city won. I'm like, what, wait, what, wait, what, wait, how the hell did they win in 13 seconds? How the fuck did that work? How is that even? Well, they didn't win in 13 seconds. They tied it. 
overtime. Yeah, and then they went to overtime. They get the ball. I was like, wow, I should have not turned that off. I should have known Mahomes is good for at least one play, man. It's unbelievable. And yeah. both those quarterbacks are just the future of the NFL. Josh Allen, he completed the 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 final 12 passes of his and two of them were on fourth down and long yeah. both for touchdowns i mean yeah. that was just ridiculous incredible and then yeah. patrick mahomes is just like he's just yeah, he, he's he blessed went up and said okay you did 12 i'll do nine he's like <laughs> I'll, I'll complete my last nine and so it was really like whoever came down with the it was a coin flip. Like whoever won the coin flip, yeah, yeah, you're going to so, win. Yep, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Kansas City won the coin flip, and Kansas City won the game. Yeah. All right. This is great football. No oh, man, football. Su- such great football under such great controversy with uh, everybody. Uh, Actually, the whole weekend was all good. It really was, yeah. Green Bay losing uh, to a field goal. I think everybody lost to a field goal this weekend. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, not pretty much. Literally. (laughs) They all lost to a field goal. uh, Field uh, field goals all over the uh, field goal. Yeah, field goal kickers finally get their their, just uh, due. Yeah, they're all like, well, I'll be get me signed up for my big contract. (laughs) Yeah, but those guys, they, they didn't kick like, you know, minor field goals like that. The one that won, uh, it was like yeah, a 50 something yard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, like they're all 50, 50 yards now. Like the Outdoors, new record is 68 yards. You know, and they're Crazy. kicking like bad weather. And, you know, so good for yeah. them. Good for them. You know, more right. power to the kickers. Final question. And I, and I, and I promise you, final question. Tom Brady, hmm. is he coming back? Um, you know, I was th- I was talking to somebody about this today, and um, it's not like he's playing bad. He, I mean, this was he's played this year was his, probably his best, his, one of the, his better seasons. And but if I'm Tom Brady, do you really want to risk going out on a bad season, like? Like to me, it's like his legacy. He could just go, I'm out, and I, you know, and always look back at the fact that if he wanted to, he could have played longer. He went out on top, the whole bit. Because I don't. Does think he just winning. does he just go hurts and let's go? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know that commercial? Yeah. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I think he, I don't think he's going to come back. I don't and think I, so either. I think I think his wife. I think go, it would right, be wise. Back. I think it would be wise for him to not. Yeah. Because if he had any chance to to repeat, it would have been this year. Yeah. I think that the hill's too tall to climb. What do you yeah, What you do you say? You can't keep that team together two years in a row, like three years in a row, rather. Yeah. And what is Gronk going to do? Yeah. Well, Gronk supposedly said that there's a chance that he'd come back even if Tom doesn't. Okay. So I don't think that's going to be a problem if he decides to come back. I, I just don't think, I think his, I think his wife's going to be like, all right, time, time to come in from playing, dude, you know, come, come, come home. And 
hang out with your kids and make some money. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. Plus, sad, it's, sad it's but just true. making it worse. It's just going to be harder for him next year anyway, because there's going to be so many other. I mean, so there's so many good quarterbacks in the league now. So, last question for you, Darren. I know I said I know I've said this already, but I mean this one. Mm-hmm. What about me and you? This this is off the record. This is not even recording. I'm gonna delete this for sure. How about me and you have a podcast? Me, just me and you. It's called Come On Sense. <laughs> Come on, sense. That'd be funny. Like, because common sense, you know, yeah. we had a big discussion about like, hey, what's the people aren't making sense? Come on, man. You know, like, you know, and we could have a field day with that. Well, anyway, hey, look. Uh, you don't have to do anything with that. I just wanted to ask you that. Is it a possibility maybe me and you could have a podcast or at least have a podcast episode that is about common sense? Well, it'd have to be a, an episode. You Right now, I'm I'm doing eight podcasts currently. Goodness. Yeah, so this... this, uh, this the ask is as eight, much. Eighth okay. one, so... Okay. I, I'm uh, spread myself thin. I'm trying yeah, to don't do that. Yeah, don't but do that. Another, another episode, totally, totally could be in the books. Well, let me be on your, let me be on your episode. Yeah. Invite me on your show if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, down the road if you don't mind, if it's yeah. okay. I promise I won't talk about COVID or vaccines. Well, don't worry. We don't, we don't, it's Drop the Mic, my, my, my podcast called Drop the Mic. And, uh, yeah, I knew that. Uh, that one I will be relaunched in uh, February as well. So, all right. Well, it was a pleasure, and uh, I hope that it didn't get too heated. And uh, yeah, no, we're good. It's all good. Okay. And like I it said, seems, it seems like it's cooled off. Being a comedian, you have to have a thick skin. You can't take every. I mean, you know. We we still get upset. We're like human beings, but we everybody's a human a being. Yeah, yeah, we don't, and yeah, and, and even though, like, yeah. You know, look, I I just want to say, like, look, it's not like it seems like we're all getting divided, in it, and we are. But uh, you know, us coming together as knowing that no matter what which way you think we should still all embrace and love each other. And that's, that's the number one thing. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Mr. Darren Jenkins. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Stay safe. All right. You as well. Take care.